Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Very busy morning here on Wisconsin's Morning News, so glad you're spending your Wednesday morning with us. We will begin with Israel in a moment. Still no Speaker of the House. We'll address that in this hour, as well as the stadium funding package having passed the Assembly. A couple other stories we'll try to squeeze in there. Another busy morning, E. Lots to get to. We'll start in Israel, where the Commander-in-Chief is on the ground. I wanted to be here today uh, for a simple reason. I want the people of Israel, the people of the world, to know where the United States stands. President Biden uh, meeting with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, while at the same time, across the Middle East, protests, demonstrations, People upset over rocket fire that hit a hospital in Gaza, killing hundreds there. This is one of the biggest hospitals in that region. This goes against, you know, the rules of war, if you will. Now, both sides claiming the other is responsible. Israel says, no, look, clearly this wasn't us because if it was, that structure wouldn't be there anymore because of our missile uh, possibilities and what they can do. Hamas claims it wasn't our rocket that we fired. So both sides pointing at the other as it pertains to what happened with this hospital you made a really important point when you and i were talking about this this morning and we it is important where this rocket came from it is important who did it it is important who's responsible for it but can we back up for one second say it's a horrifying thing that hundreds of people who are in a hospital are dead yeah Yeah. let's not lose sight of that regardless of this point you know this finger over here this finger over there those things need to be worked out it's important but also let's take a beat and think about the fact that hundreds of people who are just at a hospital are right. dead. And the descriptions that we're hearing from the scene are awful. Picking up body pieces, etc. Just things that you would never... It, it's a nightmaric type of stuff. ABC's Matt Gutman. Hamas and the Palestinian organizations in Gaza say that it was an Israeli airstrike that just devastated the Ahli Arab hospital. The Israeli military has said it was not us, and categorically so. And they came out very quickly. They put out videos to try to show that it was um, what they're calling a an Islamic Jihad rocket. Yeah, Israel says they have evidence that indicates that that's where this came from, that it was rocket fire that was sent up in the air, and maybe it, it backfired or it fell apart or whatnot, and then hit this hospital. Anyway, and if you're questioning that, too, you know, the United States is in on that as well. President Biden has looked at that evidence that's been mm-hmm. presented to him. Yep, and here's what he had to say. I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not not you. The other team, meaning Hamas and the terrorists there. A couple of people did comment on that earlier on the uh, talk and text line. <laughs> The other team is a wild way to refer to Hamas. Yeah, just don't think a, he meant to be glib, disrespectful, but, yeah. but right in the moment. Um, and this is a region, by the way, that is just on the brink, just seething right now, just angry as can be. It's boiling over now at this point, uh, just because there is still this. It, there's areas that you can't get in through Gaza. It's kind of shut down at the moment. Israel ready to get in there if they need to. They've had. Um, generators running out of fuel, there's no power, there's evacuation, so it's an area that's already hostile, and now you have this situation. Whether or not it was Israel's fault or not, there are a lot of people very upset at the moment. And because of that, no meeting in Jordan for the president. He was going to meet with some Middle Eastern leaders. The head of the Palestinian Authority, President Mahmoud Abbas, canceling his meeting with the president 
Jordan's King Abdullah doing the same. And Iran's foreign minister tweeting, the time has come for the global unity of humanity against this fake regime, more hated than ISIS and its killing machine. Time is over. So it's it's a moment in history where you surely hope things can settle down here because it is at a boiling point. I do find it fascinating, though, that the president actually went there. Uh, you wondered if there'd be a moment where maybe in the wake of this hospital situation that they would have changed gears and perhaps not touched down in Tel Aviv. But no, he's still on the ground in Israel as we speak. And on the issue of who did it in terms of what evidence is being presented, in fact, CNN's breaking it down pretty interesting. They've got military officials and others looking at data in terms of where the rocket was launched, right. how much fuel they're estimating was left in the rocket when it landed in Gaza and all of their evidence, would you call it proof at this point? I don't know. But a mountain of evidence suggesting that, in fact, the rocket was fired from within Gaza there by either Hamas or Islamic Jihad or whomever. But it didn't come from Israel. And Israel, is, uh, like I said earlier, said, look, if it, were, if it had been us, there'd be less of that hospital there, just given what they have as far as their tech goes and what they've been using so far. But can some of these other actors accept that? Can Iran accept that? Can they accept that in Jordan? Can the other Mideast leaders, can they accept that evidence and, and be convinced and therefore say, like, the, you know, these protests, you're on the wrong side of this here, that came from within Gaza? See, and that's where I, I keep going back to what was the strategy? What was the expectation when you think about Hamas, okay? So think about it from Hamas's point of view, this terrorist entity decides, okay, we're going to commit this unbelievably horrible atrocity. We're going to kidnap, rape, kill, you know, uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of Israelis. What did they expect to happen after that? Everything is calculated, right? Like they had to have known there'd be a response, first of all. And then what? Then what? After everything gets bombed in your your headquarters or areas where you have Hamas terrorists that are, are living or whatever planning, after those get hit, what were you expecting to happen next? Like, what were you hoping? Of course Israel was going to swing back. What would you expect? Well, and that's where I would hope. And, and man, I hope so, I, it doesn't sound like it, but I hope some of these other Mideast leaders would reconsider and meet with the president and try to get on the same page of some of these things, because who's dying? Right now, Palestinians now this, are right, getting killed now. Now this hospital is gone. Hundreds of Palestinians in that hospital. Who's dying? And that hospital blowing up? That's exactly what Hamas terrorists want exactly what they wanted it sounds like it was an accident that the rocket fell out of the sky but also would you put it past them because look at what's happened fuel the anger right to your point of what did they want what did they hope would come of this short of world war three right what they hoped would come of this is you'd have other palestinians around the mid-east other arab states coming to their defense not the defense of israel now you're beating up your enemies not only israel but the u.s instability i suppose and we should point out that the civilians have been killed outside of this hospital, too, in Palestine. So this isn't just the hospital situation that there have been from some of the attacks that have been taking place since uh, that incident, that terrorist attack from Hamas from Israel that has killed civilians as well. So this has been an issue where the U.N. is calling for ceasefires. Right now, again, the president's still on the ground there. Do you want to transition? Do we transition to Capitol Hill? Let me offer one more frightening point that was made on the uh, Old National Bank talk and text line. This came in. I wonder if anybody's watching the Indo-Pacific region. Seems like a perfect opportunity for China to pounce. No, it's interesting because that was something I think Congressman Gallagher brought up when he was on Wisconsin's Afternoon News a couple of days ago. quiet over there lately. Yeah.
So keep your eye on that situation as well. China potentially invading Taiwan. We talked about that earlier this year. Seems to have died off even prior to this. But right, what are the corners of the globe now not being watched as everyone's attention is on the Middle East? All right. So what do you want to do? Do you want to? You, should we hit Capitol Hill now, or do you want to do it after the break? What would you like? Uh, let's take a break. Let's okay. do that, and then we'll uh, address the race for House Speaker. That is coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-four on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sounds like the try again in the House of Representatives to elect. Jim Jordan is speaker, right? They're going to give him another run? Round two today. So he had 20 Republicans vote against him. He's got to, he's got to flip a bunch of those. He's got to flip at least, what, 16 of those. And some of them, it sounds speaker. like, aren't looking for deals, aren't looking for stuff. They're just ideologically opposed to his election to the post. Right. In fact, it's a great point because that's really what the biggest issue is. It's Congressman Ken Buck, a Republican from Colorado, who says... Can't have this guy. If the Republican Party is going to move forward in this next election cycle um, and have a chance of winning the White House, I think we've got we have to get beyond that story. More from the GOP congressman. We have a, a leading presidential candidate right now who believes and, and says openly that the election was stolen. We'll have a Speaker of the House who will be reinforcing that message. Um, and it's very difficult for Americans to to get that group of people in the middle to trust us when we can't admit that we lost an election. So he's still a no, I think, this morning. It sounds like, st- sounds like still a no. How do you walk that back, right? If you ult- oh, right? Can you get to a well, vote for Jim? Well, he uh, did promise I me a uh, <laughs> new office and such. And he's not done. He never said um, that Donald Trump lost or that Joe Biden won. He was asked a second time, and, and he continued to say that. And so um, that, is, that is an issue. So what happens today? Well, okay, if they don't get the votes... Where does it go from here? I'm hearing from sources in both parties that there is some type of talk of temporarily empowering this Speaker Pro Tem, Patrick McHenry, to open up the floor. Let's get some legislation going again as they try to settle out who should be the next full-time Speaker for the rest of this Congress. Ah, could it be Patrick McHenry? So what they're talking about there is increasing the powers. You know, the, both houses of the legislature create their own rules. Mm-hmm. The Senate has its own rules. The, the House has its own rules. They vote and create those rules, and that's constitutionally how they're set up. So they can change the rules around and give the, the speaker pro tem, as they call him, more power, the opportunity to maybe push through some legislation. Mm-hmm. My question is, though, like, there must be an answer to this, but why don't they just put this guy up for speaker? Just don't like him? (laughs) Well, okay, a little bit more on Patrick McHenry. This is the guy, by the way, if you don't remember, if you need a visualization of who this guy is. I do. I need this one. He's he's the one with the gavel. This stands adjourned until Thursday, September 21st at 10.01 a.m. Oh, wait. Here's where's that gavel slap. There it is. Is that that loud gavel slap? He was really angry about it, remember? So that was after after McCarthy got booted. Yeah, and it was, he, he closed he, up shop. Right, he he was not happy with it and, and hit it so hard that Put it the looked hammer like down. So anyway, um, if he were brought in, I think what's going to happen is if McHenry gets in there, I think within a well immediately, almost maybe the next day, they'll be doing something with regard to Israel, with regard to Ukraine. I think that's going to take a while longer, but I would think within a week they'll be doing something. That would be helpful. So that is uh, Congressman Glenn Grothman, who's on WDTMJ now, saying that if. If they end up going that route, that they would immediately, within the day, figure out something with Israel. But I ask the question again. If, why not Patrick McHenry, then, of North Carolina? Why can't he be Speaker of the House? Do you have the part where 
I mean, Grothman knows him a little bit. So, yeah, this is Wisconsin's Glenn Grothman. He's, what, Washington County mm-hmm. is his district. The Fond du Lac area. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And so he's uh, he knows him a little bit. So, yeah, here's his description to Steve Scafidi about Patrick McHenry. He's kind of a button-down, uh, mainstream sort of guy. Uh, he's from North Carolina. He's big on the Financial Services Committee. I think Financial Services is a very important committee, uh, whether most people run or get to Congress because they want to do it in financial services. I don't know how many people that is. <laughs> okay, I love that. that. His point is, <laughs> why you'd want that's to do not that. real sexy stuff. Who, who comes to Congress because they want to crunch numbers? But here, here's a little bit more. I found this this last description very interesting. But but that's what he does, raise a lot of money. Um, kind of like a button-down guy, not a lot of humor there. Not a lot of humor there. <laughs> so he's not funny. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for having a sense of humor in that job. <laughs> well, sure. You might, because otherwise you'll cry well, who, every day. Who does he remind you of? Well, I mean, some of the description, although he has, he has a great deal more charisma, you know, you raised Paul Ryan as a yes. guy that, you know, isn't on one of the extremes or the other, kind of moves things along, kind of a wonk, right? Paul Ryan's big thing was Social Security reform. He banged that yes. drum. It's going to go bankrupt. It's gonna, yep. I know nobody wants to hear this, but he would grab the third rail of those issues. Like a button-down guy, not a lot of humor there. Not a lot of humor there. <laughs> I think Ryan has a sense of humor, though. Would be the opposite. But isn't that the guy? Isn't that exactly who you want? Just a no-frills guy who's going to move stuff along? It will be interesting to see if they're able to get 15 or 16 GOP members to flip from overnight. And if so, what does that look like? And and what did they get? You know, what deal right. was struck? And, and I think, to the earlier point, if you're if you're hanging out there and you're going on record that you're ideological ideologically opposed to Jim Jordan of Ohio because of this, this, and this. How, how do you walk that back? Is that a flippable vote because somebody said, oh, bring your pork project from you know, Denver to the floor or where, wherever right. else? I don't think it is, although we've seen stranger things when stuff is promised. 829 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 838 on Wisconsin's Morning News. They found that doggy. All right. I was hoping they you would. You thought they might. Yeah. I I, I figured maybe I he just got George let out of the car and anyway, go ahead. Maybe that's what happened. George the dog found reunited safe this morning. George was in the back seat of Richard Hoover's car on Sunday. Richard Hoover carjacked at gunpoint at Oakland and North. Car was found a couple hours later. Some stuff was stolen, not a ton, some sunglasses, a wallet. Um, but yeah, no, no George. So that's when the search started. Yeah, no George. Richard talking to TMJ4 News there. Um, uh, as I said, you know I'm not a dog guy, really. But for people who have dogs, right? Great. Yeah, you're you're you. almost anti-dog. I'm not anti-dog. You're pretty close, but you're not there. Anti-dog for me. I'm not going to have a dog. Sure. This is the cutest dog in America. <laughs> <laughs> this, this dog is. Really he really cute. touched your heart because yeah, he when did you, a little you're like, bit. Oh my gosh! Did you hear about this dog? Like you really were worried. <laughs> that was about not him. exactly my reaction, but I was I was sad your for voice Richard. Softened. I was worried for George yeah, the dog. I, I was like and. Pets are members of the family, yeah. a lot of folks, so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not, not dumping on that at all. Richard on the news, he's all over social media hoping somebody would find his dog, George. Didn't think it looked good, but the other night, 28th and State, woman named Olivia found that dog. I seen him outside. He was seemed to be cold. Um, I could tell he wasn't like a stray dog. He seemed very clean, and he just seemed scared. Yeah, so she went to social media. All right, I, anybody missing a dog here? I'll just kind of Google around or check Twitter. And went, bah, George's picture all over the place. Right. That's the yep. dog. There he is. 
So wisely, right, Richard, and you know, got himself on the news. Got a lot of folks interested in the story. Got that dog's picture out there. So Olivia finds the dog. Olivia finds Richard. Richard and George are reunited. We're gonna take a big bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not me. I'm gonna bathe him, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're gonna go for a big walk later. And then he's probably gonna sleep for like 24 hours. He's really tired. Oh, George, you look tuckered out. I let me say this too, also. I appreciate Richard and this woman, Olivia. I guess she didn't want to give her last name, but appreciate them doing all the follow-up interviews. Sometimes once somebody gets what they needed the media for. Yeah, then they know. shun you. Ah, no. right. And never mind, what, no offense to me, I'm going to get paid today whether you talk right. to me or not. Right. But a lot of people invested in your story. right? Your yeah, emotionally, missing, yeah. People cared about you. Yeah. They were invested in your story and your search for your dog, and they wanted... After dog was rescued, they want to hear from him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I appreciate that he was out there, did all the interviews with the TV stations. And this woman who found the dog, she was under no obligation to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. She stood there with him and, okay, we'll take the pictures, do the video, and, <laughs> and do the whole thing. Yeah, it's a feel-good story. Yeah, so George is home. Richard, happy as he can be. Not for nothing, too. Worth mentioning. This guy had a bunch of stuff stolen. Still has the trauma of having been carjacked right. at gunpoint. And his car's all banged up, but he's happy today. And police are still looking for those four carjacking suspects. 841. 844 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday morning. So now it moves on to the state Senate. Has everyone recorded their vote? If so, the clerk will close the roll. There are 69 ayes and 27 noes. Assembly Bill 439 is passed. Representative from the 32nd. Most consequential score for the Milwaukee Brewers this season. 69 to 27. How about that run differential, <laughs> huh? Right. That's the vote in the state assembly approving that funding package for American Family Field. Final numbers, at least in this package, $411 million from the state. City and county of Milwaukee combined to throw in $135 million. Brewers' ownership contributes $100 million. The Brewers stay in Milwaukee through 2050. Now on to the Senate where things can change. There's already discussion of can we get a ticket tax fee or a ticket fee that would be used to, I don't know, reduce either the state or the city-county contribution and still get to the same numbers. Right, yep. Might uh, throw that amendment on there. If anything changes in this bill in the Senate, it then has to go back to the Assembly so that an identical version is mm-hmm. passed before it gets kicked to the governor. The governor has issued um, initial support for this legislation. The Assembly debated the bill for more than an hour. Anybody who wanted to talk got an opportunity to get up there and talk. Virtually every lawmaker who spoke Took us on a little trip down memory lane, just so we all know how much they love baseball. You can still call it Miller Park. I still call it County Stadium. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find a bigger Brewers fan than myself. I- uh, I'd just like to say, too, I, too, am a huge baseball fan. Um, played Little League, played four years in high school, played four years of college. Yeah, I remember back... As a young boy in elementary school, I absolutely loved the Milwaukee Braves. Now I'm a Northwoods guy. I go to I'll go to Summerfest. Uh, I drove to Milwaukee in the middle of a blinding snowstorm this last winter to go see the Rat Pack at the Pabst Theater, and where I can enjoy a cold Miller Highlight. Okay, good. All right. So yes, and all right. So Our memories. Everybody all right, loves great. Milwaukee. Everybody yeah. loves the Brewers. Excellent. Okay, great. But a whole bunch of people still voted. <laughs> Which was expected, right? Yeah. There was bipartisan support. There was bipartisan dissent. Yeah. 16 Assembly Republicans voted against the package. Uh, 11 Democrats voted against. Five of them represent Milwaukee. One of them, Supreme Moore Omakunde, 
formerly Supreme Solar Allah, Congresswoman Gwen Moore's son, Democrat from Milwaukee 17th. He went on a couple minutes himself about how much he and his family love baseball, but then said that doesn't really matter. I'm not attempting to appeal in the child in me that loves baseball. Supreme Moore Makunde, the legislator, has to speak today. Good third person reference there. It appears to me that we can't help the average person in the state of Wisconsin, whether it be health care, whether it be housing, whether it be a plethora of issues. So we had Dr. Ken Harris from 1017 The Truth. He joins us Wednesday mornings. He was talking about kind of the same thing. You know, what are we doing to help the average person? I kind of tire of that argument. Are we not helping the average person in any way in our nearly $100 billion biennial budget for the state? Or annual budget, actually. The biennial is more. But, you know, our budget, our state budget is north of $70 billion on an annual basis. The state spends $1.6 billion on welfare-related programs specifically, $1.2 billion plus on education, 200 some million on state parks. Like, it's, we're, we're spending money on average people in lots of ways. Why is it an or instead of an and? Like, I find that, you don't like the project, fine. Or you think it's a bad deal, fine. You know, there's your no vote. But it's... I don't find reasonable a no vote because we're not spending money on people. Well, one of the comments that Ken made also was, hey, understands the necessity of having a professional sports team and what that brings along with them, other than just the excitement of having a team to root for. Uh, But also saying, hey, you know what? Ownership could probably kick in a little bit more. I was surprised, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Senate went down that road. Everything's The line's always moving, right? Everything's a negotiation. Everything's a tactic. When you put something together, it's a starting point or a midpoint. You got movement. City, county screamed and wailed over $200 million yeah. for their contribution. So that was negotiated down. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? I'm surprised that there wasn't uh, go back to management, go back to Brewer's ownership, and suggest a little bit higher amount hmm. be contributed. And it doesn't even have to be a ton. What about 150 instead of 100? What about 120 instead of 150? What about, you know, what Just about? Just a little something? Something to show that your side gave, hmm. right? I was surprised, and that could still happen in the Assembly. And as far as the like... The Senate, but yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah. the Senate. Yep, yep. Who gets I knew what you meant. Um, as far as you know, this being a lot of money and taxpayers being on the hook, I, I also respect that. I mean, I get that. Not for nothing, but spending hundreds of millions of dollars on a ballpark for, yes, millionaire players to play in. And well, I don't think he's quite a billionaire, but a multi-hundred million dollar millionaire in Mark Antanasio to have his team. And, yes, his investment initially of 200-some million dollars to buy the Brewers is now growing to over a billion, right? So he's making money. I get that. But I thought Jerry O'Connor, Republican of Fond du Lac, kind of laid it out pretty well, just kind of like – Okay, you don't have to like that, but this is the game. The dollars that you see in sports, sort of unbelievable. It's hard to imagine. On the other hand, it's real. It happens every day in all kinds of venues. So we need to play in the venue we're given, and that venue is in Major League Baseball in Milwaukee, and we need to come up with solutions related to that. And this is how things are funded. And it's not even just sports. I mean, what? Northwestern Mutual prints money, right? But they got tax breaks to rebuild one of their skyscrapers downtown. Almost every company, every developer gets some type of tax break, right? This company moving its jobs into Milwaukee, they get a big old tax break. Well, we had TIF district. Well, it's, 
It's not fu- funny money like their tax breaks. So corporate welfare is a real thing. And if you want to be ideologically opposed to that, that's fine. But this is the price of doing business. And if you want to be a major league city, that's the price of doing business. Otherwise, you're Iowa, and you can stay home and watch Netflix. 851 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. From the TMJ forecast, sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. High of 64 degrees today under increasing clouds. This afternoon, could see some showers moving in. It will linger through the night, low down to 53. Right now, our temperature in Milwaukee, 50 degrees. Steve Scafidi's got WTMJ now coming up. Just a couple of texts to clean up in our last conversation regarding the stadium funding proposal. Uh, somebody took exception to my comment about Iowa. They <laughs> got... You really need to do a little research on Des Moines. It is prospering. Milwaukee is on a death spiral. Well, Milwaukee's got its problems. Come but, on. Death um, spiral? Seriously? Right. And also, my, my comment about us being Iowa, or turning into Iowa, is I just meant a state with no professional sports, which they Des Moines is pretty nice, by it's the way. Fine, right. Didn't you, yeah, is that near where Drake Iowa, is? Yeah, Drake is in Des Moines. Okay. Yeah. So and it's, after it's X, a big city. And the, Iowa uh, City is a great city. Dubuque's a great city. Like I like Iowa. Just saying. No, they got no pro sports. Yeah, a lot of Cardinal fans there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Uh, this question came and in. If Milwaukee in. County can find $400 million for the ballpark, why can't they find 20 to $30 million for the domes? Well, th- the math is off considerably on that. $400 million plus is the state contribution. Milwaukee County would be on the hook for about $62 million or so, paid out over 27 years. Yeah. So the contribution number there is off for you. And 20, mil- 20 to $30 million for the domes? Domes are 70 to 80 maybe as much as 100 and they don't generate a fraction of the tax right. revenue that the brewers do. There's still a giant pool of coins in Madison in that surplus money that you can always just dig out from. Our money. Swimming around. Our money. When, when are we getting our checks? Boss is doing backstrokes in that right now. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Pool of coins. Yeah. It's a rainy day fun. That would Don't take you care of a monsoon. <laughs> Don't you love it when texters get into the math thing? Because like most people, are, they suck at math. And, and this texter, well, so as much, I, but... I admire the fact that they're engaged. But yeah, and they're thinking like, about it. Your math is completely wrong, and, and you just laid it out perfectly why they are wrong. So well, let, I think let the, the experts figure the, the math brewers, out. Right. There's so much misinformation, and you know, hopefully we have been, and, and your, your show, you've covered it a lot, Steve. Try to just get the factual information out there. This is These are the numbers. And there's still, even in the state legislature, there's misinformation. And there's at least disagreement on whether or not this thing essentially pays for itself. Brewers leave. Here's the one mis- piece of misinformation. Wow, they're not really going to leave. They are. They absolutely would leave yeah. if you have a dilapidated ballpark that's not funded. The brewers don't own the ballpark. The taxpayers do. We own it. Need a and lease. If, and if Need we don't lease. maintain it, they could leave as early as 2030. Do I think they would leave in 2030? No. But they'd certainly leave before 40. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't get a longer guarantee, maybe 2075, whatever. That Set all that aside. Here, here's the story that people are missing today. That was a bipartisan vote yesterday in a state where everybody hates everybody else. What are you looking at here? You, don't, you never get that kind of support for anything. You completely missed the story. That's the story. They agreed on something. There's always going to be people that complain about things. Always. Not going to like the stadium. Not going to want to give professional sports franchises money. You're not going to ever calm that anger down. So what are we doing here? We got a bipartisan vote. Sounds like it's going to move forward. Brewers are going to be around. That's a win. You can argue all you want about the economics of it. I believe in the economics. Even somebody who doesn't understand math should figure that out. And another negotiation between Madison and Milwaukee. 
Like there you go. Maybe it didn't work out how you wanted, and maybe ultimately that didn't bring some lawmakers to support it. But the mayor of Milwaukee, the county executive of Milwaukee, and the assembly speaker, Republican, hammering out deals. By the way, speaking of the county executive, officially announcing today is running for re-election. Mm-hmm. Least surprising news ever. <laughs> really? Like, why wouldn't he? I mean, he's eyeing when that is, governor's is office next, someday. He's not up next spring already, is he? Uh, it's got to be. Both of the guys running for mayor and re-running, re-upping uh, Kevlar Johnson and David Crowley, both have their political rising stars. They have political ambition. So whatever they're doing here is not the end of that story. Just that's the part of that I always think about when I think of those two gentlemen. They're doing a, a decent job. So I, I'm not going to complain about their work. WTMJ Now, Steve Scafidi up next. First, the business headlines with the Milwaukee Business Journal.